the ideal is for two people to be so close, so intimate, so in sync that their desires are aligned. But the reality is that two individuals married to each other still have this strong desire for self-determination. They don't want to be controlled. They want to know they're making their own choices. And the problem, I think that married couples who are one do have that struggle for control. Looking at that desire for self-determination, it's not necessarily going to be a bad thing because self-determination is a gift from God and he gives us great flexibility in how to honor him and how to glorify him within that. You may be one choice away from a thriving marriage. Welcome to the Operation Thriving Marriage Podcast with Brian and Jennifer Harvey. Hey guys, welcome back to our uh, Operation Thriving Marriage podcast and happy to be back here in in the studio after some uh, time away. And we just wanted to say uh, for our American listeners, happy 4th of July. This episode is going to be dropping around the time of America's Independence Day and it does commemorate the day that the founding fathers of our country signed the Declaration of Independence. And Brian, I know you've got actually uh, a review that came in uh, from one of our podcast listeners and, you know, wanted to give a shout out to him and a thank you to him as well. Yeah. So this is from, I think he wants it pronounced slow motion, but instead of a T, he's got an SH in there, which is just kind of cool and interesting. It came up in conversation that a friend of mine was listening to Brian and Jennifer's podcast after he read the couple's book. I began following the podcast, but hadn't started listening to it right away. I drive an hour back and forth to work daily. One day after another podcast that I was listening to went off, Operation Thriving Marriage came on. The couple's back-and-forth banter and conversation were not only engaging and informative, but are easy to listen to. I found myself agreeing with various points and relating to their scenarios. I highly recommend this podcast to newlyweds, couples like me, married for nearly 30 years, and everyone in between. If you're married, you should listen, follow, and share. Slow Motion, thank you so much for the review. And for those of you listening, we would love to hear from you. Um, you can review on your podcast provider, or you can go to operationthrivingmarriage.com and leave us a voice message or a text message on the website. We'd love to hear your thoughts about the podcast, about what we're doing, or your questions or things that you'd like us to talk about on the podcast. We'd love to connect with you. As you know, we're, we're talking a little bit about uh, America's Independence Day just because uh, we're, we're dropping so close to the date on, on for this particular podcast episode. And I think at its core, the American War of Independence um, was about freedom from control of a government in ocean away and that desire for self-determination. And of course, we're going to really cast uh, King George as being the bad guy, especially if you uh, had the uh, opportunity to see the musical Hamilton. But he's got the best songs. Da, 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 da. That's right. Awesome. (laughs) Wow. So um, really, really thought that that was amusing. But I I do think that, again, that desire for that self-determination is that common value amongst all humans. And we really saw that kind of coming into and being embedded in our American culture and and DNA and doctrine uh, of America, if you will, because, of course, different cultures will value and pursue that self-determination in a lot of different ways. But all people do share and and want some level of self-determination. Yeah, different cultures see it differently, and some cultures are more um, communal than others. Mm -hmm. And it's always interesting um, when you get to be in different places and learn from them. But everyone still wants to have a sense of 
ability to control their own decisions or make their own choices. This can create an interesting challenge in marriage, though. Marriage is a process of two individuals becoming one couple. The ideal is for two people to be so close, so intimate, so in sync that their desires are aligned. But the reality is that two individuals married to each other still have this strong desire for self-determination. They don't want to be controlled. They want to know they're making their own choices. And the problem, I think that married couples who are one do have that struggle for control. Looking at that desire for self-determination, submitted, of course, to the authority of God, it's not necessarily going to be a bad thing because self-determination is a gift from God, and he gives us great flexibility in how to honor him and how to glorify him within that. And that's a really important point, Jen. When we go back to the very beginning and what was as close to the ideal as possible, when God created, he created humans and he gave them choice. Choice is good. At the end of it all, God looks at all that he's created, including humans with the ability to choose or not choose the right thing, to choose to eat or not eat the fruit of the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. I said that wrong, but you guys know what I'm talking about. It's that tree that Adam and Eve ate from, and it caused all kinds of craziness. Maybe it's an apple. Maybe it's a pomegranate. We're not sure. It's a fruit that they ate, but they had that choice, and it was good. So the desire for self-determination and the ability to choose God says it is good, therefore it is good. The problem is the struggle for control. This desire to invoke your power, your desires on another person. It originates with the fall. And so in Genesis 3.16, the last half of the um, verse there, it says, To the woman he said, I will greatly increase your labor pains. With pain you will give birth to children. You will want to control your husband, but he will dominate you. Now, notice this is after the fall. This is part of the curse. And what God said is as a result of you choosing not to follow me, as a result of you choosing selfishness, as a result of you choosing sin, you are going to desire to control and dominate each other. And the labor pains. I'm I'm not stepping off of that one, but um, you're you're right. It's it, it's that uh, above and beyond the labor pains. It's also the the uh, the desire to to control. That is not leading lovingly in your family. And this is something that we've talked about too, because I I think if somebody were to ask us who's the head of your household, it's Jesus, and it, and it better be Jesus. And we're a team working together. But God has put you, Brian, in in that role where you're going to take some initiative and we're going to talk about decisions and come to those together. But if if there's a situation where it's like we're kind of hitting an impasse, you know, you've got to then step up and make sure that you're making that decision that I'm going to submit to what that decision is going to be. I'm going to tell you if I agree or disagree with it, because that's going to be in my role. But you've got to take into account a lot of stuff and, and that you're going to have accountability um, as to that before God. And I know we've had some of these talks before. I'm just like, oh, my goodness, I don't want my husband to have this kind of accountability before God, because if I'm screwing something up, I don't want that to fall on my husband. Right. I think that should fall on me. But God just structures things in different ways. And that's why marriage is so important. We talk about 
marriage being existing to make us wholly not happy. And so Jen's input and Jen is helping making me more holy and my input and decision-making is God willing. And when I'm submitted appropriately to Christ, making her and our family more holy. We've talked to many couples in crisis and a common theme for couples in crisis is the struggle for control. And whether it's money, parenting, sex, conflicts often revolve around either desiring control or resenting feeling controlled by their spouse. And that's just a recipe for disaster. It it, it can just cause so much strain and stress and and breakdown in the marriage when that happens. Um, So we we do have some some solutions and some some ideas here to help you uh, because you don't want this to be this grappling over control. Um, So I think the first and and most important thing to remember regarding these struggles is that struggles for control are a result of the curse. I mean, let's be honest here. Trying to control your spouse, male or female, is is a sin. And this includes all forms of control. And some things here are going to be violence that has no place in a marriage. Neither do any of these things that that I'm going to list out here. Intimidation, threats, manipulation, gaslighting, withholding money or withholding sex, all forms of abuse. Friends, these are all sin. They are all wrong. They they need to be put to rest and, and eliminated from your marriage and, and any ideas that, that you might have, whether this is how you saw your family of origin go, if these are your own selfish desires, these are things that you need to, to confess, possibly have an accountability group for and, and eliminate these destructive forces from your marriage. And let's be honest, most struggles for control in marriage are at the most mild end of the continuum. You really hope they are. I mean, yes. most struggles, but manipulating, trying to control your spouse through, hey, I'm going to make this meal. I'm going to, for women, dress in this certain way that's going to be appealing to my husband. And then doing these things is going to get him to do what I want him to. Or men trying to say, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Not out of love for my wife, but because I want her to be positively predisposed to this thing I want to do that struggling for control, it's manipulation, and it's wrong. So when you find yourself striving for control, when you notice, hey, I'm doing something and trying to control my spouse, the first thing to do is stop. Stop the controlling behavior. This doesn't mean don't do the dishes. It means I'm going to do the dishes because the dishes need to be done, not because I want my spouse to do a favor for me because I did this chore. Stop doing behaviors that are controlling. And next, confess. Just be honest with your spouse. Your marriage needs to be the safest relationship you have, and it can be when you work through this. And so it's okay to be honest, say, hey, sweetheart, dear, I'm sorry. I was trying to control you. I did this, and please forgive me for what I've done. And finally, repent. Mm -hmm. choose different actions, make a plan for how you will lovingly communicate with your spouse, explain to your spouse, Hey, this is a decision I would like us to make. This is something I would like us to do. I want to do this vacation. I would like to, whatever that thing that you're trying to control is stop trying to control it 
but rather have a conversation to and say, hey, I'd really like this. Is there a way we can do this? How can we move forward with this in a loving manner and come up with a plan together to make those, those wants and desires, if they are feasible, real in your relationship? And this is something that I, I've always liked, Brian, the way that you structure this and lay it out. Of course, you're saying stop using the controlling behavior. Just stop. You need to confess that to your spouse. Uh, you need to repent because you have always made the point of we as humans have the common superhero quality of forming habits. So it's not enough to say, I'm going to stop. I'm going to confess. I've got to stop doing this bad behavior. I've got to confess this bad behavior, but I also need to replace this bad behavior with positive God honoring behavior, establish that as a pattern, keep doing it. And then you'll have this wonderful new habit uh, that's in your marriage. But of course, sometimes there are patterns of control that are just too ingrained um, in you to break that on your own. And again, this could be out of family of origin, um, whatever your disordered desires and, and your sin pattern are, whether you've developed that from from media or, or just living your life out in the world, possibly even before you met your spouse. So if you're seeing that you have these patterns of fighting for control that you can't break, it's time for you to get a professional in there. So you can have a good marriage coach. You can have uh, a licensed uh, counselor, sometimes even talking to your pastor, if your pastor's trained in this kind of thing, um, so they can help you identify what these destructive behaviors are, help you see, oh, here's where it came from here's what I need to do to make these changes. And here's what I need to do to replace this bad behavior, this destructive behavioral pattern and replace this with a, a, a good choice, a good pattern that you can form into your marriage. You can display that in your marriage and that can be to the glory of God for your spouse to see, your kids to see, and the rest of the world to see too. And I think it's also important that when you're talking about control, Another thing to be said is that abuse is never part of these normal struggles for control. That list that I read earlier, Brian, I think was very good to point out. A lot of times in, in typical marriages that are not abusive, there's going to be small things uh, on the continuum that are, are struggles. But if this is something bigger, if this is abuse in, in your marriage, and this is something where maybe you're looking at your marriage and saying, wow, this, this seems like more out of what the, the typical marital squabble is, that's okay. God can heal your marriage. God can heal you. God can heal your spouse. But abuse is just never okay. And these patterns of abuse are going to require counseling by that licensed counselor or a licensed therapist to help resolve. And, and I do have to say, too, if you are in danger, if your kids are in danger, you need to make plans to, to get out of that and, and, and be out of that. Absolutely. One spouse controlling another is not a part of God's plan for marriage. Marriage is two people sacrificially serving one another. When you find yourself manipulating your spouse or using other tactics control, to control your spouse, stop, confess, and repent. If you find yourselves in patterns of struggles of control, get help and don't, please, don't stay in situations of abuse. Get help and move forward. And that is the way you will have a thriving marriage. 
Jen and I started Operation Thriving Marriage to help couples and churches take marriages from merely surviving to thriving. We've got our book, we've got a blog and resources for our coaching ministry, and you can bring us out for an Operation Thriving Marriage experience. For more information, go to OperationThrivingMarriage.com. That's OperationThrivingMarriage.com.